welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode 11 of season 3, number 111 overall. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are back after week 2 of football. Uh, another week which saw me go, or, or us, you know, yes, uh, yeah, us, go 0-3 us. Um, in the, the the many leagues that we're a part yeah. of. I won my work league. That's the only one I won. But, but so the ones that we share, we went 0-3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're 0-6 season long. Bad. But we are up money in DFS. <laughs> like that's good. I had a horrific Sunday on DFS, Craig. Let me while I tell you this, yeah. I'm gonna open a beer. Okay. I had a horrific Sunday. I was okay. down I, almost there... all of my pools failed to cash. Yeah, see, I made the mistake of doing tournaments this week. Yeah, see that can't. was I yeah, that's totally my fault. You know better. Yeah, I do. I do. So I, I just didn't have a good you know why I didn't have a good week? Why? Because I forgot the two simple rules of DFS. And I will tell you those two rules after I hand you this can from our friends at Tribus. It's an okay. IPA called Benji. Benji now, like the dog. Well, Benji like Benjamins because there's a lot of money printed on it. So oh, this is about the Benjamins. Oh, I get it now. So you'll remember last week when we had, um, what was it? I'd, I've been juicing? Yes. There are three words on the label to describe this beer. Okay. What should you tell us those three words? All right. Tropical. Yes. Apricot. Okay, I don't remember apricot in this, but okay. Stacks. Stacks. And stacks of cash because not only did I suck in DFS on Sunday, <laughs> but I ruled it Monday night. And you I did. made enough money up on Monday night to break even for the week, which is a beautiful thing. That's good. The freaking captain's lineups worked gorgeously for me Monday night. Because you used a kicker. Well, I used a kicker. I think I, I used the Browns defense, and my captain was Le'Veon Bell. At that point, whatever else you put in there, as long as it's not a jet, you're okay. So, yeah, that was just bad. Let's open this. All right. So while we're opening these bad boys and pouring it into our cups, the first rule of fantasy is never use Thursday night. No, no, I'm done with Thursday night. I include Thursday night stats because sometimes there's a matchup you can exploit. But for the most time, you never use Thursday night in DFS. Right. Rule number two is never play the hot hand in the second straight week. So Christian McCaffrey, as great as he is, was a hot hand the first week. Shouldn't have used him. Shouldn't have used him. No. Josh well, maybe Jacobs. Maybe season long you have to, but yeah. Not, well, yeah. Not no, I'm talking about for DFS purposes. Josh Jacobs shouldn't have used him. He was one point from value, by the way. Was one he? point. He was one yard. I'm sorry, one yard from value. He's nine point really? nine points. He need if he had gotten that extra yard with the bonus points you get on DraftKings for going over 100 yards, he would have been he would have been value. Uh, who else? Oh, T.J. Hawkinson. No, that yeah yeah. That was a he mistake. Got, he got one point. Now that now in our defense, we were right on a lot of other stuff. We did. We were right on Terrence Williams. Again, playing the hot hand. I played the hot hand. That time it worked out for me. Uh, who else did we recommend last week that was really good? Uh, oh, cripes. Now I'm drawing a yeah. blank. I listened to the episode week. this morning, too, so I make did sure you? I know this. Yes, I did, just so yeah, I know. my weekend's a blur. So well, you moved this weekend. Yes, we're in the new Hi Deb Studios. Oh, not God. Really. So you, no, yeah, we're not allowed yeah. to say that, but yeah. we are allowed to say Hi Deb. <laughs> Um, so Craig moved this weekend, I and did. for those who don't know, the uh, studio is located in his house. So um, we, so the studio moved as well. <laughs> yes, it had to. And uh, so we were over here, and Deb was one of the folks over here helping. And I said, "Oh, we're we're in a brand new studio. We should name and christen our new studio." And Craig said, "We should call it the High Deb Studio." I wanted to call it the Blake Bortles Memorial <laughs> Studio, but Deb doesn't like that voice. She doesn't. She doesn't like the voice. She doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't like 
my bad Tony Sincata impression <laughs> about how he talks about Blake Bortles because Blake Bortles is, is the, the Lord of the Universe. I mean, you know, if, if, if you want to see who would win in a fight between He-Man and Skeletor, just one-on-one, it's easy. That's just Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles would walk in there. He'd kick Skeletor into 75,000 pieces. He'd take the sword from He-Man, stab him, and then run off with the sorceress and have a good time. So all right, so now, now Deb's turned us off. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so, so this is not the high Deb Studios because Deb's husband very kindly pointed out to us that people are going to think she smokes weed or something on a regular <laughs> basis because she's high Deb. No, she's not high Deb. We're just saying high, high comma Deb. Comma Deb. <laughs> All right, enough. enough. Let's try this beer. The beer. So it's Danky. It is. It's Danky is not really a word. In, in, it is a beer. It, it's it's really it's 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 orangey in color. It does look like orange juice. Do you know what it reminds me of in color and texture? It reminds me of that really really citrusy beer you brought back from Cape May that put me into a coma. Good, good. I like that beer. That was really good, but it put me into a coma. <laughs> so let's see. Try this. This is called right. Benji from Tribus. It I like this a great tropical, deal. Fruity. It smells like a fruit drink. It does have a very tropical. Maybe no, I get. Yeah, it is apricot, maybe papaya, possibly. Let's see. Oh yeah, I remember this one now. Wow, that's like drinking fruit juice. It's very tropical. It's, it's tropical. It's smooth. It's actually pretty thick. Wait for the wait for the hops to hit you on the on the back end, the extreme oh, back end. Extreme back end. Like your mouth starts to get dry just as you're. Yeah, now it is. Yeah, it's like it a is. slow slow burn. It's a slow death. It is. It's a slow death for your taste buds, but it's a it's a great trip. It's a great trip. All right, so let's uh, let's get on the burning hot take questions. All uh, right, give or receive. I will, uh, you know what, that's, uh, I'll receive. It's fine. Okay. So, big news out of New York. Okay. Um, Eli Manning will not be starting this week, and uh, Daniel Jones will be getting the first start of his career. Okay. So, um, big news, little news, no one cares. And this, uh, this is a three-part question. So, big news, little news, no one cares. Is it number A? Okay. Number, number A. Number A. Number A. <laughs> <laughs> number B, then. <laughs> Would be this is automatically sparked. Is this the end for Eli? And then number C would be is he a lock for the Hall of Fame? Slash, why the hell is everyone saying what a class act he is? So let's start at the beginning of that. I'm okay. going to count this as both my wow. questions today because there's a lot all of right. this. Okay, all right. Okay, so big deal, little deal, no deal. Um, I think everyone who watches football, especially Giant fans, all knew this was coming. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not a surprise. So I think in in general, I think it's it's in the middle. It's probably little news because everyone thought it was going to happen last year. Fantasy-wise, it's no news, though, right? Not nah, really. I mean, I guess we may need him in our dynasty league. <laughs> He's already taken. I mean. <laughs> no, I meant Eli. <laughs> yeah, I still already taken. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Uh, so um, th- can we diverge for 30 seconds? Yeah. Our, fa- our dynasty team is cursed. We had Andrew Luck. He retired. Then Sam Darnold got mono. And then Trevor Simeon broke his leg, I think, in seven places. So I'm scared. <laughs> the next man up is Joe Flacco, who we had to trade for because right. three quarterbacks died in two weeks on our team. I'm afraid for Joe Flacco's safety. Yes. I don't want anything bad to happen to Joe rib, Flacco. Crack a rib, something. Yeah. This is this is the real voodoo curse making fun of Craig's thought on, on the <laughs> Madden curse. So, so, yeah. So if you know a quarterback who might you know get any points – and, and he's not taken in our dynasty league. Please give us a call. <laughs> All right. So we agree it's not a big deal on the NFL stage because we knew this was coming for a while. And it's no deal on the fantasy stage because we all knew that Eli was pretty much not right. a good fantasy player at this point. Right. Okay. 
part two of my question. What the hell is part two of my question? I lost it already. <laughs> the Hall of Fame. No, that was the third one. The Hall of Fame. Is this the end of act. Eli? Is this the end of Eli? That's it. Correct. Sorry. I, I had these written down and I promptly, promptly forgot the post-it note at work. Is this the end of Eli? Uh, I want to say yes. I don't think this is the way he wanted to retire. He's not going to pull a Montana and spend a couple years in KC? Uh, you know, you never know. I guess if there's enough money, just, you know, you know, sure. <laughs> I don't think money's an issue. I think desire's no. an issue. I don't think yeah. he wants to play anymore. He says no. the right things, but he just looks like a guy who's like bored out there. I mean, yeah, great. He's, he's always looked confused. Yeah, that's not new. I mean, he looked at that. He looked like that at the draft. So yeah. He, he just looks bored. He looks bored and disinterested. Yeah, and you know, he doesn't have a lot of. You know, he has Saquon, but you know, there's no one else on the Giants that are going to be really helping out as much as Saquon would, and everyone's going to just put eight people in the box. Agreed. And sure, Agreed. Saquon's going to run for 100 yards, but still, it's not. I think the only way for poetry to be fully satisfied is for him to be traded to San Diego, seeing as <laughs> that was where he, air quotes, started his career. It is, folks. Never forget that he, he this t- Chargers him wanted and his, him. Him and his dad got very mad. And they said, we will never play there. And they have a quarterback named Phillip Rivers now. Who Now, granted, they haven't won any Super Bowls with Phillip Rivers, but still. Still. He, still. Throw, he throws a lot. He does throw a lot. And part C, is he locked for the Hall of Fame? Um. He won two Super Bowls, both times beating the Patriots. Sorry, Cinch. So, yes. And here's the thing. And this is a trivia question I put out to the podcaster group earlier this week. Do you know how many quarterbacks that have won at least two Super Bowls are not in the Hall of Fame? How many? One. Two, technically, but one isn't eligible yet. One is his brother, Peyton. Peyton is not eligible for the Hall of Fame yet, so he comes out of the discussion. Right. One eligible player, and it was Jim Plunkett. Wow. Every other quarterback, and there's like eight of them, Elway, Montana, uh, let's see, Staubach, Star. Steve Young. No, Young only won one. Really? Don't forget, that was Aikman. Yep. Because that was during the Aikman rush. Don't forget that Dallas was really good, and that prevented him from getting to more Super Bowls. There's a handful of guys. Are you telling me that all these guys are automatic Hall of Famers? Bart Starr, Bart Starr's claim to fame is he won with the Packers. I get it. He's yeah. a great quarterback. I'm not disputing he's a great quarterback, but is he Hall of Fame caliber? He comes from an era where the pass wasn't quite so big. And uh... I mean, maybe I think with quarterbacks, I think I feel like everything revolves around Super Bowl wins for Hall of Fame, and not so with the other positions. Not really. Not in football, in 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 baseball, and really in basketball. Hall of Fame depends on your your playoff criteria. Yeah, you know. But yeah, not so much. No, not so much. Except except for quarterback. For some reason, quarterbacks, that's where they weighed it. All of the Eli love. Everyone talking about him being a class act and a gentleman and all that stuff. It's all over the New York media. And Craig and I live in that market. Thoughts on that? Like he is a gentleman, or he isn't? Yes, he like, is. Or is this overblown? Is this just ass kissing? The New York is well. So is the New York media ass kissing? him yes because they're saying what a great guy he is basically i think so again i think so because he he did win two super bowls for the giants and he's not really a very like outspoken person in the media so and that's i think they're gonna give it to him i know everyone got upset when he canceled his like interviews every week yeah but personally from that point of view i wouldn't i would probably have done the same thing because i don't want to go in an interview every week and be like oh so what's when's your career gonna end what are you going to do afterward? Like, I don't like, why would he want to do that? Right. 
And 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 that was the I was listening to the Rotowire guys say on on SiriusXM, and they were like, "Listen, the media sucks up to anybody who does what they want to do." And Eli's right. always been a good little boy with the media. Yeah. So the media is going to call him a class act. There's nobody who's going to sit there and, and give him the Ryan Leaf treatment. That's just all there is to it. Right. Here, here, my take is very simple. Eli should not be in the Hall of Fame, but he will be. I don't think his career, outside of the fact that he won, made two Super Bowl runs, merits him being in the Hall of Fame. I just don't. But he will be because that's the precedent. I don't care if he's a class act or not. I think he's been dragging the Giants down for the last four or five years. And I know we just lost 12 people just now with me, that statement. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. You guys lost You guys lost Odell Beckham Jr. in the prime of his career because he wanted somebody younger and more talented who could throw the ball downfield. And we saw Monday night what happens when you have that. Odell went nuts on Monday night. The one-handed grab, the long touchdown. Complaining about the visor. That's, <laughs> I thought his night was done when that happened. I thought that his night was done when that happened because he is such a freaking head case. And I saw him hand his helmet to somebody and start screaming at the refs. And I went, oh, here we fucking they're gonna, go. They're going to throw him out of the game before it starts. Not even throw him out. I'm like, he's not going to let this go. He's not going to let this go. Now, three plays from now, if I'm the cornerback, I interfere the heck out of him. Really? Because if I get away with it, he is absolutely going into meltdown mode. That's true. That would have been a good play. I would have play. absolutely subtly tugged his jersey, nudged him a little bit more, grabbed said his wrist, something. said something about his mother or his wife. Maybe said they were the same person. I don't know. <laughs> I would, but yes, I would have tried to provoke him because he has this reputation of being easily provoked. Yeah, and and, and you do you can get in his head. Now, obviously, that didn't happen because he ended up having a really good game. But still, all right. Anyway, I've been babbling too long. Eli Manning. Good luck to you. We'll see you at your hall induction <laughs> ceremony, which if if the sports writers are smart, they'll induct them together. But the, the Manning brothers, but they won't because they won't. Craig, what do you right. got for me? Um, so for me, it's and I, I've mentioned this before the podcast and I figured I might as well just make it my official question. So everyone in the media, we'll go back to the media. Yeah. Um, is very upset at a certain coach. OK. Who's very popular among the other podcasters. OK. Uh, so. The uh, Patriots are playing the Jets this week. Yes. And Bill Belichick said that, you know, they asked him about the game, and he said that he has to worry about the 11 guys on the field because they're all dangerous. And, you know, basically saying that they're not, it's not going to be like an easy win and they're not going to roll over the Jets. Yeah. And now everyone is making fun of him because the Jets do not look stupendous right now. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think people are blowing his comment out of proportion? Like, because for me, and it's, you know, it's, I know Cinch isn't going to believe me, but I admire Bill's coaching ability for, the, like, how he coaches players. Yeah. Um, he's very competitive. So I like the fact that he doesn't really take any game, like, just assume they're going to win. Right. So, because I've seen the Jets beat the Patriots with much worse teams. Yes. So, but how do you feel about, like, do you think people are right in saying it's a dumb comment? I feel there's no point in interviewing Bill Belichick anymore on any topic. <laughs> While that's, he's still a coach, the, you know, you know, the last time I saw him give honest opinions, they brought him in. I think it was ESPN for like the top hundred NFL players or something like that of all time, because we all know he's a great football historian. But then he's talking honestly when he's talking about his players or who they're playing next. You're not getting straight answers out of him on to the next game. I'm not going to talk about that player. It's worthless. So I, honestly, I put zero stock in anything Bill Belichick says during the season. Zero stock. Because it's all worthless banter to me. 
do I believe he's being honest when he says, yes, I'm taking the Jets seriously? Yes, because don't forget, this is a guy who won 17 straight games or 18, 18 straight games <laughs> and lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. And I don't believe he didn't take them seriously, but I do believe that the Patriots players didn't take them seriously and they ended up losing that game. Right. So, you know, yeah, I, I just don't put any stock in what Belichick says anymore. I just don't. No, actually, the most I've ever heard Belichick talk is when they did that 30, ESPN did their 30-30 thing with yeah. him and Parcells. That's probably the most I've ever heard him talk. Well, he and Bill are like that, you know. Are I they mean, still? As far as I know. I mean, they're, they're, they're cut from the same cloth. They're cut from the same cloth. You know, and we see this coaches, coaching trees become a big deal right now. The Andy Reed coaching tree was hot. Yeah, Don't forget it... Andy Reed was part of the Mike Holmgren coaching tree. <laughs> once upon a time, <laughs> Belichick's tree is hot. Reed's tree his, is hot. None of his coaches do well afterwards, except against him. I heard that on the radio today and I have not had chance no, to verify Dolphins this. Didn't. <laughs> uh, this week. Yeah. But I, I read, I, I was, I was listening to the radio and somebody made the claim that his Former coordinators tend to give him fits. Right, because I mean, they're, they're no, they know what they're going to do. Miami can't give anybody fits. True. Miami is the worst team I've seen in a long time, and I have been alive since the Browns were first the Browns. Okay? <laughs> so, no, this is this Miami team. I, I, I hope they win a game this year. I do, too. Uh, they got a shot against the Jets because the Jets can't stop losing quarterbacks. And maybe the Bills. So the Bills defense is decent. When is when is Miami versus Dolphins? Because that's that's Miami, unwatchable. No, Miami what? Oh, sorry, Miami versus uh, New York. Because that game is going to be unwatchable. Uh, we can look it up. I'm not really that interested oh, in it. All but right. I'm just saying. I'm. I, I don't know. So all right, let's move on. Let's play America's favorite game. All righty. All right, Craig. Easy one for you this week. Okay. I have two games of fifty plus, and I have two games under. 42. Wow. Where do you want to start? And remember, if you don't use all your strikes, you carry one over to the second round. So where are you feeling more confident, the highs or the lows? Um, hmm. Let's do the lows. All right. So full disclosure, mm-hmm. one of the lines is 41 and a half. Okay. The other is 40. All right. They are the two lowest lines. We have no sub 40 lines this week. Okay. Give me those two games. All right. Looking at the schedule here. Um, for low, I'm going to go, uh, Bengals bills. Bengals and bills is incorrect. Oh, that is strike one. Ooh. How about the giants? Caneers? Oh, that's a great answer. Except the is incorrect. Damn it. The giants bucks line is 48. What? <laughs> Take the deed to your house <laughs> and put it in the safe. <coughs> then empty everything you own on the under. <laughs> I don't, I don't see it. And you know what? And, and Tampa's only a six and a half point favorite. Wow. So let's do the math on that. So let's see. That's uh 40. It's 24. They're saying the final score of that game is somewhere around 27 to 21. No, the giants are not going <laughs> to score 21 points. You want to know how bad the giants are? Yes. When Sam Darnold got listed as out the line for the jets game instantly moved three points. Really? Within minutes, it was like two and a half. It shot up to five and a half. It ended up at like six, six and a half. Instantly, three more points floated to the Jets. Wow. They announced that Eli Manning would not be starting, and the line did not move. Not a point. (laughs) Not a half a point. (laughs) 
they, Eli Manning will not be starting. And then everyone turned towards Vegas and all they heard was crickets. <laughs> That's how bad it is there. So you know what? I am betting the under and I'm sleeping like a baby. And I'm also going to take, um, I'm also going to take the box giving six and a half. So, uh, yeah. All right. So you're strike two. Damn it. Not doing good. Let's see. Let's see. Um, you know, let's go on a long shot here. The Bears Redskins. Bears Redskins. Correct. That's the Ooh. 41 and a half. Nice. Bears are four and a half point favorites, 41 and a half points. I am also staring at the under on that one. All right. All right so you've got one strike left and one more game. This Ooh. one's at exactly 40. Exactly 40, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Raiders Vikings. No. Damn it. Raiders Vikings. Where are you? Is a 42. So it just misses the cut. The correct answer is Titans at Jacksonville. No, that was my other. That was That's an over under of 40 and a sleep uh, enhancing of uh, four times. <laughs> so I will be asleep by uh, halftime on that game for sure. All right. All right so you get no Damn. bonus going into Ooh. round two. I've got two Ooh. games on the schedule with yep. 50 plus. Go ahead and say the obvious one right off the bat. Ravens Chiefs. That's correct. 54 and a <laughs> half. The Chiefs are a six and a half point favorite. Wow. I actually want to like the over in this game, and I don't want to touch the win-lose. I think no. the Ravens could win this game. They could because, well, I, I don't know. I just The Ravens have do have a good defense. It's just can they score as much as... That's it. It's That's really what it comes so down to. So here's the thing. If you like the over, you like the Ravens because that means the Ravens are going to keep pace with them. If you like the under, you got to like the Chiefs. Right. Because the, the Ravens are not going to go in there and blow them out 24-3. to it's no. not going to happen. No. So, all right. So that's right. What's the other one? I did the other one already. No, the other game over 50. Oh, over, I was thinking that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one more one game. More, you have all you know three your strikes. Texan strikes. Wrong. Damn it. That's a 47 and a half. Another close. high one, but still. Close. A lot more in the 45 to 49 range, I'll tell you. Ah, man. See, because now I want to say the Saints Seahawks, but I don't think. So are you saying it or not? I'm going to say it. Strike two. I knew it. 44 See? and a half. I knew it. Damn it. Staring like a hilarious team. <laughs> really? Well, not really. Gridiron Heights would like you to think they're America's team. Wow. If you have not watched Gridiron Heights from this week, <laughs> please go watch it. It's several so, teams battling over the me, title of America's the, team. The Dolphins Cowboys is over 50. No. No, I said it, Gridiron Heights would want you to think. Oh, the Jets Patriots. No. Jesus, no. Damn it. Is that your guess? <laughs> yes. 45 and a half on Jets Patriots. No, Rams at Cleveland. Oh, that was that clip. Okay, see. in the you clip, like right. six different teams try to become America's That's team. That's why. That's why. That's why I didn't mind see. giving you that hint because it really only <laughs> narrowed it down by like four because matches. I'm thinking of Jerry Jones hanging, clinging to the sign. That's Jerry why. Jones. <laughs> Yeah, if you, I don't know, and, and we watched it really quick, but I don't know if you noticed when they were in Roger Goodell's office and he's in the wheelchair because he's injured. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got an IV, and the IV bag says, like, old, uh, rich guy immortal juice. <laughs> so He probably really has that. So Craig strikes out again. So Rams Horrible. at Browns, Rams at Browns, and Ravens at Chiefs are games we'd like for fantasy involvement because they're over-under is high, which means a lot of scoring. Um, but to be honest with you, there's a lot of games in the 45 plus range. Just really quick, all of these games have at least a 45 in the over under. Texans at Chargers, Giants at Bucks, Panthers at Cardinals, Dolphins at Cowboys. I don't know how. Uh, Lions at Eagles, Jets at Patriots, and Ravens at Chiefs. Oh, and Falcons at Colts. 
like half the lineup has 45 plus over unders. That means a lot of scoring this week. A lot of scoring. A lot. So with that, let's talk about the metric. Let's talk we about shall, DFS. Sir. That let's we move shall. on. Let's move on to the folk, the stuff that makes folk money. Because season long ain't making me any money this year, folks. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Season long just isn't doing dead. it. Dead. <laughs> season long is not paying the bills, and our dynasty team. We literally have started a different quarterback every week, <laughs> including the preseason. Uh, I, my season long just oh, I am sixth in the league in scoring and zero and two. I get that it's a ten team league, so sixth in the league in scoring isn't exactly stellar. It's middle of the pack, just under the average. Yeah, but. Uh, I've yeah. scored 130 points each of the last two weeks and lost to a guy who scored 150 and a guy who scored 170. Yeah, I lost to uh, Cinch because uh, Kamara and uh, Hawkinson did nothing. Kamara, you, I, I got to worry about Kamara at this point with Breeze out. Me too. Got to be worried. I was hoping they just use him more, like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater used him as like a security blanket, but I don't but know. But the dump happen. off pass was half his appeal, and that's the problem. That's not there anymore. The open space running is just gone without Breeze to get him the football, and that's a problem. So let, before we get into the uh, the metric, bunch of quarterbacks nursing injuries. Mahomes rolled his ankle. Everybody, they say he's fine. I knock on wood because without him, my season's over. <laughs> Speaking of seasons are over, Ben Roethlisberger is done. He's done. Now, um, do you think he's done done? Or do you think he's going to come back? I don't know if he's done done. I, I, like, I've is actually, the end of him and Mike Tomlin? Maybe. I don't know if Mike Tomlin survives this year because the Steelers look woeful. I saw one article today that, that postulated that Mason Rudolph is going to save this team. Uh, no. I mean, he could, but probably not. <laughs> Two years ago, there were three stars in this team. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Big Ben. Two are gone, one's hurt. Yeah, now they have Juju and no one to throw to yeah, him. And Juju Smith-Schuster has, <laughs> has been outed as a fake number one. Juju Smith-Schuster is 2019's Alvin Harper. Now, here's a, here's a quick question. We're, we're going to be in week three this yeah. week. Is, is all the hype of week one over now? Is week three is when we kind of like settle down and we realize who's... After week three. After week three. Week three is the, the cliff. As I said in podcast in our podcasting thread the other day, week one is an occurrence. Week two raises eyebrows, but it's two weeks in a row. Three weeks is a trend. So okay. we saw Mark Andrews go nuts in week one. Yep. He was above average in week two. If I see Mark Andrews go crazy in week three or be above the average, like say put him in the top five tight ends, which is not hard because tight end is woeful. Right. But if he's there. If he's in the top five, he's for real for me. He's going right. to have a season. And that's e and tight end's an easy example because it's so bad. Yeah, there's after Kittle, it kind of goes <laughs> off a cliff. Off a cliff. Andrews may have extended the cliff. He may have. You know, but O.J. Howard has been woefully bad. So, all right. So, all right. as I said in the opening, I made the mistake in week two, and that's why I didn't make a ton of money and I only broke even. Don't go with the hot hand unless they're proven. I made that mistake in certain cases. So, we're not going to make that mistake in week three. No. So I said to the metric. What did you say to it? I want to see names you haven't said yet. Ooh. I'm going to feed you the numbers, and I want you to feed me some names that I have not said, seen or said or anything like that. All right. And it immediately went, you got it, Dak Prescott. Wow. He's on top of the list. Because he is hosting the Miami Dolphins. At home. Miami, yes, in Dallas. Jerry Jones presented by Dallas, presented by Jerry Jones. Not the team. The city is now presented <laughs> by Jerry Jones. Um. Miami is woefully bad. We warned you off of Tom Brady last week, and Brady was really solid. I think he still ended up as is, QB still, five or six. Division games, man. I just I don't trust them. And and he historically doesn't do well in Miami. But 
the Dolphins are that bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> the Dolphins are really quite bad. So Prescott's a nice value play. He's the the, the metrics consensus one value pick to use. Um, I like Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan every week. Matt Ryan, I still don't understand you, but they beat they Philadelphia. Never will. They, will. This, he's away this week in India. Right. But that's also indoors, so I'm okay with that. Carson Wentz, the metric also suggests, the car, but the metric really loves, uh, beyond Prescott, its favorite son is Jameis Winston. Ah. I, will not, I will not advocate for Jameis Winston. I'm sorry. I understand that's a big over-under. The Giants give up a ton of points. I get it. No, I'm not touching that game. No. Not touching that game. I'm looking at Prescott. I'm looking at Ryan. I'm looking at Wentz. And I'm looking at the difference for me between Prescott and Ryan is actually who stacks better. And you're going to see so that. You're, looking the, at, you're starting to look at stacks then. I'm, or I've always looked at stacks. Right. In week one, I was stacking the, the, the Vikings. And it worked. Yes. Who did I stack last week? I don't know. But you oh. lost. <laughs> I lo- Well, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, I like Prescott. I like Ryan. So, in running backs, I, again, said to the metric, give me a name I, you haven't said yet. And it whispered back to me, Ezekiel Elliott. But he's expensive. Um, it's expensive. And I said, no. Give me somebody who's not expensive. And they said, Dalvin Cook. He's also kind of expensive. Yeah, he's 7800 on DraftKings. I said, listen, the idea of a value play is I save money. And the metric went, all right, smartass, Miles Sanders. And you said, who? And I went, are you freaking kidding? Miles, maybe I score 20 points. Maybe I score three Sanders. The rookie, has he's good. The kid's good. But Howard's still there. Darren Sproles is still there. Darren Sproles? I think Darren Sproles is still there. He's still there. He's still There's a lot of mouths to feed in Philly. I, I can't, with reliability, say I love Miles Sanders. So I yelled at the metric again. <laughs> Give me somebody who's under 7,000. Okay. And is not Miles Sanders. Okay. Somebody who is at least the starter and getting the bulk of the carries. Right. And the metric said, okay, go with Philip Lindsay. And I banged my head against the wall because Royce Freeman's share is increasing. It is. He did he actually did pretty well last week. And so I said, all right, listen, just just one one last time. Give me somebody who is I'll even I'll even I'll stretch a little bit, okay? Because Zeke was uh, eighty nine hundred, Cook was seventy eight hundred. Give me somebody under seventy five hundred dollars. Okay. Who is not a time sharing rookie. Or a guy who's losing touches to the backup. Give me a single <laughs> back. And it went, you want a guy who gets all the touches? I want a guy who gets all the touches. And it said Austin Eckler. And I threw the computer through the window. <laughs> He's 7,200. He meets the criteria. He does. Well, don't be mad at me. You said you didn't want somebody who's expensive. He's 7,200. You didn't want a rookie. He's like in his fourth years. And you didn't want a guy with a timeshare. Melvin Gordon still got his feet up. There you go. It gave you what you wanted. I, I, and that's why I threw it through a window. <laughs> I threw it through a window. So running back, I'm not thrilled with the value this week. Who do you like on this list? Is there anybody here who's just like, eh, yeah, maybe? Um, maybe Marlon Mack. It's a little further down in the metric. A little further. I don't have him at 3X, but I have him close. I have and him maybe, at 15 points. Maybe Kerryon Johnson. I just, I don't trust Kerryon Johnson. I don't trust anything and about me, Detroit. Just, um, just because, you know. And he's not a really a value play, but I do like Aaron Jones this week. But he is 6,100. He's 6,100, and the the metric does not like him in any way, shape, or form. Right. The revised metric, by the way. The revised metric, yes. The metric likes things, and the metric loves things. The revised metric is a combination of two different systems, and that's when I use love. 
The metric loves Dak Prescott. He did, it yeah. likes Matt Ryan. Right. So, all right. So my conclusion is I'm going to be end up paying up at running back this week, which means I have to save money everywhere else. Because if I'm using Zeke and Cook, or... You're going to have to save money at receiver. <laughs> I mean, do you feel comfortable using Zeke and Sanders? Or Zeke and Lindsey? Or Cook and Sanders? Or Cook and Lindsey? Can you take one of those two really high-priced guys and two of the lower guys? Are you comfortable I mean, with that? Maybe Cook Anders. Sanders is such a great tournament play, but he's going to be so high-owned. You think so in tournaments? Yes, because he's only 3900 That's true. And if he goes for 15 points, he's at 5x. I really like, because I played a lot of tournaments last week, and I shouldn't have, but I just did. It hurts my brain when you scroll up and say, like, you know, the top person wins $100,000. Yeah. The players they pick, yep. like, I, like, it hurts me. Because I'm like, how in the hell did they pick Miles Sanders, who rushed for, I'm just an example, rushed for 120 yards and a touchdown? Here, like, here's the best it's way. So, it's so aggravating. Here's the best way to describe tournament play. Tournament play, winning a GPP for the average man is like walking into a room <laughs> with 100,000 monkeys at 100,000 typewriters and without seeing anything but seeing the front of the room, being able to pick out the exact monkey that is writing Shakespeare. You ever heard that old adage? Yeah. If you gave 100,000 monkeys, 100,000 typewriters, one of them would reproduce Shakespeare. Yep. But which one is it? <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Which one is it? Because you know the ones I pick out? They either are just random keys or it says Bobo wants banana. <laughs> That's it. I have not seen Hamlet come out of any of my monkeys. <laughs> There's your title, folks. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's there is a lot of risk, but a lot of reward with it. There That's is. why it's a different kind of game. It's it really is. speculating. It's like gold mining in the Old West. <laughs> So you're saying I need a miner's hat. That's what you're saying. And a pick. And a pickaxe. All right. I can get those. <laughs> so, all right. Moving on to wide receivers. So it looks like I'm spending up at running backs. I got to save at wide receivers. So I said to the metric, listen. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. I said, listen, I got to save money at wideout if you want me to do what I'm going to do. These guys got to be under 5K. Yeah. And it said, well, I was thinking about Curtis Samuel, but I'm unlike him and I don't love him. And I said, okay. Keenan Allen's too expensive. Julio Jones is too expensive. I said, okay. But I do love Larry Fitzgerald. And Larry Fitz, all and, reliable. And I love Emmanuel Sanders. And if I'm not using Julio Jones, I love me some Calvin Ridley. And I said, okay. That's not really super value. That's, that's $15,000 worth of wide receiver. That's okay, though. I can live with that. Um, so I am looking at using, as much as I don't want to use Emmanuel Sanders... Um, I love Larry Fitz this week. I love the Calvin Ridley piece. I might insert Curtis Samuel there instead, but again, Cam is eh. Yeah. Who do you like this week at wideout in terms of value plays and, and in terms reliable? Of value, um, I've always been a Calvin Ridley fan. Uh, Had a good so. week, but then again, what's the rule? You don't play the hot hand. No, no, it's true. That is true. Is Ridley the hot hand? Uh, I don't think... I don't think so. I think he's just, he's still pretty consistent as he was last year. Um, I'm kind of kind of like I would say Curtis Samuel is more a hot hand for me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably fade him if I'm if I spend down. Yeah. Other places I can afford to go with the Keenan Allen or Julio Jones. You know, and Adam Thielen is playing Oakland, and Amari Cooper is playing Miami. Cooper, he loves Cooper. It's just Cooper's only going to provide two point five value. But I, I, I don't know. 
Same thing with Christian Kirk. Like, I don't know. Eh. I'm not on board that train yet. I mean, I'm looking at Amari Cooper. I, I, I would probably, I, I mean, I don't know. If I'm going to go down to Cooper, I'm probably going to look at Christian Kirk because he's only 5,000. Fair. I don't know. You know what? The, 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 I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I want to use Matt Ryan. I want to use Zeke. And I want to use Cook. And I'm out of, I'm out of, I'm out of money. <laughs> You're out of money. That's it. It's over. <laughs> I'm over. I'm done. So, so tight end. I'm definitely looking value. I like Fitz. I like Ridley. Uh, maybe Manny, know, Manny Sanders just let me down too many. So I begged with the, the metric. Okay. You want me to spend a boatload of money on my running backs. You gave me yeah. average wideouts. I need a cheap tight end. <laughs> if I'm going to do this, I need a cheap tight end. And the metric said Austin Hooper. And I said, wait a second. <laughs> you have whispered that name to me before. And that line has been like two catches for four yards. Yeah. And he went, well, he's only 3,600. I've got him for about 10 points. It's just under 3X. I, I said, well, do you have anybody at 3X? And he said, well, Darren Waller. I'm like, no, I can't keep playing Darren Waller all the time. Not all the time. He's he's a poor man's Mark Andrews. I can't do it. So he said, well, then why don't you play Mark Andrews? I'm like, because Mark Andrews is $4,600 and I can't afford him. <laughs> so I'm looking at Hooper this week. I kind of like Hooper at 3600 I think you get 10 to 11 points. If I've got more money to spend, I'm definitely looking at Waller or Evan Ingram. I think Daniel Jones is going to drop off to Ingram like crazy. You think so? I think Saquon I and like, Ingram yeah. are open for a big week. I feel like tight ends are like a safety net for quarterbacks. Yes, tight particularly end, first, tight ends and, for starts. Tight ends and running backs. Yes, and he's got two that can catch the ball. Right. You know, And I, I don't think Tampa's going to be able to cover either of those guys. So, All right, so the end results, now we get to defenses. Oh, and dear. I said, listen to me. <laughs> we got like $2,000 left. <laughs> And There's it said, no one. It said, I got gotcha. you. I feel you. Start the Saints at Seattle. And I went, no, 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 no. <laughs> Russell Wilson is going to run all over the Saints. And it went, don't worry about it. I got you covered. I got, I, I love the Saints, but I like the Lions. At Philadelphia, you like the Lions defense? I, I, mm, nah. But it, it, it does like, nah. so it likes the Panthers in Arizona. But they're 2,700. Yeah, but 2,700 and they're under 3X. The only 3X value you just got is the Lions, the Saints, and the Patriots, and the Patriots are $3,800. And if you need to tell them, if you need me to tell you that the Patriot defense is going to do well against the Jets, then you obviously didn't watch what they did to the Dolphins last weekend. <laughs> the Jets cannot pass protect. And they don't have a quarter. Well, they have a quarterback, but. You they know. have a man who's taking the ball, but I don't know if I would call him a quarterback. Right. <laughs> So let's recap, shall we? Sure. You got some options at, at quarterback. At running back, you either have you have to take a risk somewhere. You cannot play the, the top two guys in the metric this week because the top two guys in the metric are, are Cook and, and Zeke. Right. Wide out, you're going to have to take a leap of faith somewhere, so you might as well take it from wide out and tight end. So do you have DraftKings open? I do. All right, I want you to put together a lineup for me. All right. And let's, Remember, we're not a full lineup. Exactly. I want to put together a lineup and, and, and point this out. Let me know when you're ready. All right, let me... Uh, do, do, do. You know what? We're going to open another beer. Yeah, we do that while I open this, get back to the right line. All right. What else we got in the cooler? I don't know. What else did you put in here? I didn't bring any beer today because I came straight from work. We're going to unzip it and find out. Oh, inside <laughs> of the cooler. Naughty Nurse oh. IPA. Is this City Steam? City Steam. Ooh. My wife liked this brewery. She went there. She was in Hartford for something, and she stopped there, and she had a couple of their beers, but my wife is not an IPA person. 
Right. She's kind of anti-IPA. Are a lot of, are a lot of women IPA lovers? <sighs> I, I don't. I'm not being anti-woman, so before I, I get I find, anything, I'm just saying. I've I found that, and this is to your point of not being anti-woman. Bush. Um, like, because my wife does not like IPAs at all, and we know a fair few. I mean, our dear friend Deb can't would IPAs. If you give her an IPA, she'll make a very disgusting face. Yeah, be prepared for the same face you would get when you gave Brussels sprouts to a three-year-old, or or you a sour. Yes, yes, we are very, very emotive people. Um, here's the thing. I think IPAs in general, and I don't think this is, is gender specific. I think IPAs in general are love or hate. They do. And like when Two Worlds first opened and I had Road to Ruin. I, I hated Road to Ruin. I couldn't drink it. Hated it the first now, time I drank you, it. Now, mind you, I still cannot drink Root of All Evil. But that's, that's not an IPA. It's a no, black lager. Right. That I just could not do that one. No, that's disgusting. Yeah, I can't do it. Sorry, yeah, Two it Roads. Took, that beer's disgusting. It took me a while to like... Now I I love it. Road to Ruin is my go-to outside of the seasonals. But I probably won't. Uh, you know what will happen? We all know when we get to the pumpkin beer, Rosemary's Baby is my favorite. And then once Thanksgiving hits, it's all about the holiday ale. Right. And that's when Britt buys three cases of it. Yes. Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> <in that>, <laughs> somewhere in that space between the middle of August yeah. and January 1st, I will get sick of them both. And I'm like, I need a beer, but I need a beer that is not the holiday ale, the right. beer de garde. And I need a beer that's not a, a fall seasonal. Right. And I will reach for a road to ruin. Yeah. It's just it a, will happen. Yeah. It will happen. All right. I'm, I don't think I've had Naughty Nurse. It's very dry. Yeah, not, well, I don't know. Okay. Ooh. So let me take that back. It's not very dry, but it does it does dry your mouth out while, right after you drink it. It has a high level of light penetration. It does. For an IPA, it's a high level of light penetration. Let's try this. A wonderfully fragrant IPA, which uses a careful selection of five American hop varieties to emphasize the citrus, citrus forward with a pleasant balanced hopped bitterness right, it is six percent i get the hop bitterness on the back end it's very it's very light the nose is weird I, I wouldn't describe it as a citrus nose i would describe it as floral that's a good word for it it's floral you know what it reminds me of Rhodes garden no really in, in the I don't nose get that. in the nose i feel like rose garden was much more was like a bouquet of flowers this is this isn't that strong Rhodes Garden was a botanical saison by uh, the folks at Two Roads. Shocking. Hashtag sponsors. Um, answer my email, Colin. Damn it. Yeah, come on, man. It's been months. Um, I, I just feel like the and the nose does not match the flavor. That I get. That I get. It's very floral in the nose. If I hand this to my wife, all right, so my wife does the same thing we do. She checks for light penetration and she smells it. Right. She would smell this and be like, ooh, I'm intrigued. And I then don't try know. it and not like it. Yes. And then she'd be like, no, this isn't for me. Now, she's not as emotive as we are. We have to rely on what she says. My wife is like Tim Gunn from Project <laughs> Runway. If you've ever watched Project Runway, Tim Gunn is one, is one of the divine, designer um, judges. Coach, judge guy. Coach slash judge, yeah. Yeah. And he never tells you what he thinks about your project until you're done talking. His pose and his demeanor are pretty standard for everybody. I've seen him strike this pose where he looks like he's thinking and then go, I really like what you're doing here. Make it work and walk away. And I've seen him look people in the eye after it with the same pose and go, I'm afraid for your chances here and walk <laughs> away with like a pat on the back. <laughs> My wife's the same way with, with beer. She does not give anything away with her physical reaction. You got to wait for her to say, I like this. I don't like this, <laughs> whatever it is. Anyway. All right. Line up really quick. Right. Okay. We're almost out of time. 
DraftKings is open. So give me Matt Ryan. All right. I want to put this to work and see if this will work. Okay. It's not going to. Right. Matt Ryan's in there. All right. Give me Zeke at running back. Zeke at running back. Give me Cook at running back. And do Cook. Would you like to tell me, <coughs> me to tell you what you have left? Yeah. Where, where am I at right now? Uh, 27-6. Which is an average of? 46. Okay. This is going to go to hell really quick. <laughs> Give me a Larry Fitzgerald wide receiver. All so right. that's over average right now. I'm screwing myself already. Okay. Give me Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders? Okay. Give me Calvin Ridley. Ridley? Okay. All right, what are, my, what are my numbers looking like? Uh, 12-4, an average of 41-33. Okay, so I've got 41-33 for a tight end, a flex, and a defense. Average, yes. So now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going right. to take the cheap tight end. Okay. Give me Austin Hooper. Hooper, super duper. Okay. And now just play with me here. Okay. Give me the Saints at and defense. And the Saints. All right. That leaves you. For flex. That's better than I thought. With people such as. Yeah, give me some names I could put in that spot. Galladay, Mike nope. Evans, nope. Boyd. Stop. Chubb. Can yep. we stop with Mike Evans, please? Sure. I'm like tired. <laughs> yes. I am tired of hearing how good Mike Evans is. He plays three games a year. He gets value three times a year, and everybody's like, oh my God, he's a top 10 wideout. No, he's not. Go on. Uh, Nick Chubb, T.Y. Hilton. Chubb's not a bad option. Hilton's Cooper not a bad option. Cup, Edelman, Cooks, Ooh, Henry, Lockett, Cooper Woods. Cup is intriguing. Aaron How Jones. much is Cup? Cup would be 64. And if we plugged him in, that leaves me with another $200? Yeah. That doesn't leave me enough to upgrade the defense. That's really what I'm looking at. Cup's not a bad option there. I probably That's probably what I would do. But again, I can't tell you what I would do because... No. So here's so here's the the lesson. If I'm gonna pay up at running back this week and use the value wideouts, the value tight end, and the value defense, I have to figure out who the mid range flex is gonna be. That's now, the hard part. Here's the question: If you were able to upgrade a receiver, which was a receivers do upgrade? I would change Ridley to Julio. <clears throat> Interesting. Because I've already stacked Hooper and Ryan. I'm not touching Devonte Freeman. Devontae Freeman is woeful. I don't know why, but he's woeful. <laughs> Here's an interesting thought. Yeah. All right, Craig, devil's advocate. Yep. I want you to go to the flex spot yep. and put in Edo Smith. Wow. I'm not advocating this move. I'm just asking a what if. If you did that, you would have $2,900 to somewhere else. Take out Calvin Ridley. All right. $2,900. Is that okay? So we would need to put in a flex. Take out Calvin Ridley. You can afford every Put in Julio Jones in that spot. We're going to upgrade Julio because Edo Smith is, because Devontae Freeman's woeful. What does that leave me? That leaves you $900. And I still need a flex. No, you put Edo Smith in flex. Oh, that's right. So you have $900 to upgrade your defense. So if I if I took the lead, see, but that's not reliable. Edo Smith could get two points or could get 20. Oh, that's tournament play. If you took him out, that would leave you 46 with people like Mike Andrews, Cobb. Mark Kay- Andrews? Peyton Barber. Yes, Mark Andrews. The Mark Andrews. He's 4,600. You know, Randall Cobb's on there? Yes. Can I just say, I know the metric disagrees with me on this. Yeah. I think Randall Cobb's a sneaky play this week because Michael Gallup's going to be out. That's true. And Dak is going to throw. Yes. You know, I'm not afraid about them throwing against um, Miami. 
All right, clear the board really oh, quick. All right. Super quick. Yes. Because we are we are totally out of time. Okay. This is going to be Britt's final thought. Yeah. Put together the following lineup. All right. Delete, Give me Dak. Delete. delete. Okay. There's a clear button at the bottom. You know that, right? Damn okay. It. Okay. Dak Prescott. Okay. Give me Zeke and Cook. I'm sticking with those two Zeke. because I'm trying to make a point about using high-end guys here. Okay. Zeke and Cook. Now, yep. give me give me in the wideouts. Give me Larry Fitz. Okay. Give me Sanders. Okay. Give me Randall Cobb. Cobb. Uh, all right. At tight end, give me Waller again. I'm going to take that, st- uh, that's that that long stretch on Waller. All right. So that leaves me flexing defense. What have I got? You have $8,200. So if I put the Saints defense again, that gives me another six grand to use in the flex. Yep. And you get people such as Stefan Diggs, Leonard Fournette, Sonny Michelle, Mike Brown, DJ Moore, Chris Carson, Marlon Mack. All right, really quick. Take out, take out Randall Cobb and put in Amari Cooper. Cooper. What does that leave me? That leaves you 3,100 to put oh. With people such as Hayden Hurst. Dead. Perryman. Who? Jay Scarlett. I don't know who that is. <laughs> D. Carter. Jay Brown on Seattle. What about Dernis Johnson? The guy from the guy who's backing up Nick Chubb, who suddenly seems to touch the ball every time he's on the field for Cleveland. Again, don't trust the hot hand. I'm just playing what if here. I think he's like 3K. He is 3K. That leaves I you $100. Could, oh, my God. All right. So <laughs> the the lesson here is there are potential stacks with the Falcons and the Cowboys that I really like. That's my final thought. We just gave you some sample ideas. Notice, note to DraftKings lawyers. We did not give out any, yes, DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo Fantasy Sports, and Monkey Knife Fight. We did not give out any full rosters or any full lineups there. We did not violate your your terms of service. Come have a beer with us. Craig, your final thought. Uh, My final thoughts are don't be like me and play in 12 tournaments. <laughs> Focus on cash, folks. Yeah, just do it. You know what? Do like one tournament and do the rest cash. That's what I do. That's why tournaments are fun just to see what comes, you know. And but. I got to tell you, week three, I know I talked about how the first couple weeks are iffy for the metric. The metric was successful in week one. It was, if I had not gone with McCaffrey and Jacobs, it would have been wildly successful in week two. I am not confident this week. I just don't <clears throat> like. DraftKings well, is catching up on its pricing and it's making life difficult. I'm going to urge caution this week. That's my answer. Again, because I'm not responsible for your gambling losses. Right. We are not. This is for entertainment value only. That's correct. We are playing for matchsticks. Please see the disclaimer on the website. Do we have a disclaimer on the website? We do. We do? It's been there for three years. <laughs> Sorry, it goes to show how often I check my own website. And I had my nephew lawyer check it, so we're good. You have a nephew who's a lawyer? Yes. We need to have a conversation off the air. <laughs> um, anyway, well, I don't need a lawyer. My wife's listening. <laughs> I'm not looking for any reason to sue anyone or I'm anticipating being sued. Please don't get me wrong. Um, love you, honey. Um, I, 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 I just I feel like this week, be conservative. Be conservative in your plays. And Craig is right. Don't do tournaments. No, do I did cash. that last week, and yeah. So Where, was that, that FanDuel or DK? Yes, you did both sites. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Last week was a long week, and I just, I just did. Tournament. Well, you moved. I don't yeah, know, I don't yeah. know why you even bothered to play. 
Yeah, even in my college, my college fantasy team scored sixty points because people were hurting. Is that off. not good? No. And isn't that isn't that a league where you draft like full teams? You draft full teams and start people on said teams. So but you, you have to you have to you have to set a lineup. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. So you pick a running back, oh, two running backs, a quarterback, four receivers, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense from five teams that you. have Okay. Last thing before we go, sure. because we have uh, my final thought, yes. which was yes. I kind of said I already had. You did. But um, we are doing a um, a best ball podcasters league, and I think it's time to update after week two. Okay, how we're doing? I'm looking for it. Here we go. Inside the fig nuts, there are six of us. All six contributors are involved in this. Yeah. In dead last. Yep. The source. Oh. Hashtag sad. I'm sure he'll rebound. Fifth place is our friend Keith. Fourth place. Your friend and mine, Mr. Craig. Yes. Third place is Cinch. Second place is yours truly. And leading first, the boy, uh, Sean. Oh, when he talks in the microphone like the Yeah, I had a conversation with him about that on Sunday. <laughs> so uh, I had a good week, though. I finished second out of six. Nice. I had Matt What's Ryan. In, now, were those? was that overall or was that? That's overall. overall. If you want to know how week two went, I finished second. Sean finished first, it looks like. Yup. Third place was Cinch. Fourth place was you. Fifth place was The Source. And sixth place was our friend Keith. Keith had a rough week. It happens, man. Wow. There's a lot of names on here that just didn't produce. Chris Carson, under nine points. Stefan Diggs, 9.4. DeAndre Hopkins, 6.5. Ouch. Ouch. So anyway. All right. So um, with that, Leave us a review uh, wherever you watch us or listen to us. Just make it just make it constructive. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be construction. If you just want to type in the words, Britt told me to type words, I'm fine with that. <laughs> We're also available on Twitter at FignutsDFS. Please direct message us if you're going to go through Twitter because we do not respond so much to tweets during the season. We are too busy getting everything ready for the podcast and, I don't know, working full-time jobs. Um, and if you want to ask us a direct question, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We always check our email. Next week. Next week. One of us. One. Will be doing a guest spot on Field Conditions, AccuWeather's new fantasy football podcast. Like the AccuWeather site. Yes. AccuWeather. That is awesome. They contacted us and asked if one of us would come on and talk about weather impact and a couple of DFS plays. And because I was drunk, I said yes. Awesome. So one of us, and, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But uh, until then, leave us a review. Thank you for listening. Good luck in week three. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>